You're listening to Messages from the Middle. I'm Wendy Parrish. This is episode number 39, Believe. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hi, and welcome to Messages from the Middle. Thank you so much for joining me today. As of this recording, we are less than a week to Christmas. So by the time there's another episode, it will have been Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever it is that you call it. I hope that you have a wonderful time. Um, It's interesting because I remember being in a group last year and people talking about how Christmas was hard. They didn't love Christmas. And I remember thinking at the time, like, you know, even when things are hard, I love Christmas. But I have, I now have a lot more understanding for people who struggle with Christmas. So I want to also let anybody know that struggling this time of year, that, that you are seen and that you are loved and that just because the world and everything out there is telling you you should be merry and peaceful and everything, that does not have to be the case. You are allowed to struggle when you struggle. The other thing that I want to point out is Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And if you look at that story, it is not peaceful, you know, it's, it was a hard time. The reason they were in Bethlehem was because they were sent there to be taxed. So these people that were already very poor were having a boot put on their neck and needing to pay more money. There was no room for them in the end. The timing of this taxation was when she was about to deliver her baby. She delivered the baby in a barn. She had to put the baby where the animals eat. As we've done a reread as a family of Luke 2, and we've been reading it um, about a verse at a time every night, I've been given a deeper awareness of the circumstances that occurred on that first Christmas. And so if you are going through an unexpectedly painful time, noticing that everything that happened on that first Christmas was very unexpected and not always the ideal circumstances. So I don't know, that's brought me some comfort. So I thought I'd share it. And this actually leads into today's episode topic. I want to talk about our beliefs and how they are our identity. Our beliefs shape who we are. When we tell the story of our life, we'll share a handful of actual facts along with a lot of thoughts about those facts. We all take what has happened in our lives and then we decide what that means to us. Some people that go through struggles in life believe that they are cursed or unlucky. And some people believe that they don't have value, that they have lost 
who they are and their value because of life experiences. And yet there are others who go through similar experiences or the same experiences, and they can say and believe that they have been blessed and they are still able to see their inherent value. Here's a truth. And it's actually kind of a hard one, at least for me, and it might be for some of you. We get to choose to believe if we are the circumstances of our life, or we can choose to believe that we are not our past and we are not doomed to repeat the mistakes and experiences that have happened in our past. We get to choose to believe what we want to about ourselves. It is up to us. It's not the events of our life that shape us, but rather what we believe about those events that make us who we are. So I'm going to talk about the tree again. I talked about this before and it was pretty early on. So if you haven't listened to that episode, that's okay. I'm going to talk about it again. So imagine a tree, a big, I don't know, oak tree, maple tree. I don't know. Just imagine a big tree and you have the leaves and the branches and then the trunk and the leaves represent your behaviors, the way that your actions, the things that you do, the things that every, that people see and know about you and the trunk leading into the branches are your life experiences and your circumstances. And while the leaves and the branches and the trunk are a very important part of the tree, the part of the tree that makes the tree continue to grow, continue to stand, continue to thrive is the roots, the root system of the tree. And the roots of the tree are our core beliefs about ourselves. These roots will put I'm going to say a filter on the circumstances and the things that happen in your life. And then that will determine your feelings and on into your actions. Again, your actions and your behaviors, which are the leaves of the tree. This episode, I'm going to spend talking about the roots. A belief, those roots, right? Very simply put, a belief is a thought that you have thought over and over again to the point where it is a fact to you. You think it's a fact. And here's how we know that it's not a fact. As I said at the beginning, you can have two people come out of the same circumstances with a completely different belief about that circumstance. Can you think of some examples of that in your life? I could give you some, but I think if you can create your own example of two people that you've seen even come out of the same family and notice that one really believes that the family was this way and another person really believes that the family was another way, even though they had the same parents, sibling, home, upbringing, they still will have different beliefs. A belief is a generalization of things we have learned that guide our actions and our behaviors. So. The brain, it likes to, con- it's, it likes to pr- conserve, conserve energy. So you'll learn something or you'll experience something and the higher part of the brain takes a look at it and processes it and figures out what it does. And then it will categorize it and just put it into 
kind of the default part of the brain, especially if it's something that happens over and over again. If it's a one-time thing, the brain doesn't necessarily need to like create a belief about it, or maybe it did, but the thing never shows up again. And so the belief doesn't really need to come around. (laughs) Hopefully that made sense. Your beliefs shape how you will react in a situation. If you will take the role of the victim or the hero when bad things happen. Your beliefs are at the core of your identity. Many people believe that they are damaged, a burden, not enough, and that they don't matter because of things that have happened in their lives, because of things that have been done to them. They believe that had these things never happened to them, then they would be happy and lovable and worthy. But here's a big truth, and it's a truth, a truth we all need to learn. This one big belief that I will work every day for people to believe, for you and anyone else listening, and especially my children. You are lovable, worthy, and good. You matter no matter what. No one and nothing can take that away from you. There's no person or circumstance that can change that. It's a law of the universe. It's our God-given nature. Also, and this is important, there is no person that can decide anything for you. No matter how loud, forceful, or influential a person can be, they can never make you believe anything. So I believe all of what I just said is true. I really do. I, I believe it in my core. However, I have some pretty negative core beliefs that have shaped a lot of my feelings, actions, and behaviors over the years. And I would be willing to bet that everyone has a few of those one or two floating around, at least in their head which is also part of the human condition. While we are worthy and enough and everything we need to be just at the soul level, we are also human beings living a human experience. We're not robots. We're not going to be perfect. But no matter what that negative belief is that you hold, I just want to offer to you that those beliefs no matter how much you think they are true and how much evidence you've collected in your life to prove that they're true, they are not true. And here's the good news. You can change at the belief level. In fact, to really change a result in your life, you've got to change at the belief level. So where do we start? We start with awareness. I like to call this consciousness because as I said at the beginning, a lot of our beliefs just go into our lower brain and they're just part of our natural everyday life. We wake up, we don't necessarily like sit down and reaffirm these core beliefs. They're just there and they're going to show up in the most interesting ways. For example, Since it's December and since January is right around the corner, which happens to be when everybody tries to lose weight, I'm going to use weight loss as an example. If you believe that you are 
an overweight person, or even more, that your body never changes, or that you're not capable of changing your body. If that is a belief that you have, then no matter what you do, it's not going to change anything because you may start to do the diet and you may start to do the exercise and your body might even start to change. But when something happens to counteract our belief system, it creates tension. There's an uncomfortable feeling. So while you've told yourself, this is my body, it never changes, there's nothing I can do about it, and that's a belief that you hold on to, white knuckled, and as your body starts to change, there will be discomfort with that feeling that you are disproving your belief. So you feel like you only have two options, and that is to eliminate the discomfort, and we do that by falling back into old patterns. So you need to change that belief at the belief level. Hopefully that made sense. And I might kind of circle back around to it and talk about it just a little bit more for a little more understanding. So I said awareness and consciousness is a great way to start. And if you want to know what your beliefs are, look at your life. Your life is a manifestation of your beliefs. What we believe shows up in what we do and what we say and how we react. So you cannot just treat a symptom. You need to change at the belief level. You need to dig deep and find the belief that's causing you to get there in the first place. And while a lot of the beliefs, the core beliefs that I talked about in the episode before, really go all the way back to I'm not enough, I'm not worthy all of that. So if you really do believe that you are not worthy of love, then when somebody loves you, you will push them away. Even though you don't want to, even though you want love more than anything. So you need to find that belief and start to question it. As soon as we start to learn about these illogical beliefs, like I can't lose weight, But that's not what you want. You want to lose weight. You want to be healthy. You want, you know, whatever it is, you want this goal that you have set for yourself. And so it seems so illogical that you are self-sabotaging. And I even think, I mean, I know I've argued with this. Why would I self-sabotage? This is what I want. But it's because there is a belief at the fundamental level that you are creating this tension with when you start to progress beyond what you believe. And here's another truth. As soon as you start to notice this belief, and you might think it's silly or illogical or whatever, and you notice that it is the reason why you keep self-sabotaging, what you're going to want to do is hurry and replace that belief. But it's not that simple. What you have done is you've created a really strong hiking path in your brain, a neurotransmitter that is just like, in, just like I said, the brain is just going to it so that it can conserve energy and make things easier. This is what we believe. It shows up. You need to start to create a new hiking path. You also need to put a fence over the old hiking path so you are less likely to take that path. We need to stay connected to ourself 
and pay attention. And when negative feelings come up, you need to feel and allow those feelings. Don't deny them. Don't buffer them away. Don't resist them and don't react on them. Feel those negative feelings and then follow them where they lead. And that can lead you down the path of what that belief is that is creating this negative result in your life. If you are feeling anxious because you are waiting for a phone call, for a job offer, for something to happen that tells you that you are successful and you're feeling this anxiety instead of pushing away the anxiety and not feeling the anxiety, take a moment and pause and listen to that anxiety and see where it's taking you. And it may take you down on a deeper level where you might realize that it's because you don't feel worthy of this job, promotion, whatever it is that is, you know, the great thing that you're waiting to hear from. And you realize that what you're really feeling is fear. And you can go even deeper and find that maybe it's fear of rejection. And as you focus more on this, you realize that you're afraid of being rejected because you don't believe you are worthy. And there it is. You found that negative belief system. And maybe it came from something and maybe you have all the evidence of your life that has shown you why you don't believe that you're worthy and why this fear and this lack of worthiness has been getting in your way. And to go deeper into this, imagine if you didn't have this belief. Imagine if you knew that you were worthy and good enough and capable and you didn't get this call and you didn't get the job offer and you didn't get the promotion, but you would know that you are still amazing, wonderful, fabulous, lovely. And so when you don't get this phone call, you wouldn't jump to conclusions and think that you're rejected because you're not good enough. You would know that for some reason, it just wasn't the right fit for you. You would know that what's for you will not go by you. You'll be able to react from a place of security. All because you know that you are worth it. You know that you deserve all the good things that are coming your way. And it will just come from yourself. And you don't need any outside validation to tell you that you're worthy. So first, acknowledge the feeling and then follow it where it leads. Once you get to that belief, pay attention to it. It may seem so illogical to you and it might just be so crazy. Like to recognize that this belief may have come from when you were a child, from something that happened when you were very young. I can tell you right now, two circumstances from elementary school that have deeply grooved my core beliefs on not being good enough, not being smart enough, not being enough. And I keep going back to that. Like nine-year-old me is responsible for 40 plus me. And that just isn't true. So you notice this illogical belief and you see how it's manifesting in your life. And then 
the work begins where you need to get busy changing it to something that's true. And the work of creating something that's true is probably another podcast episode. But I want you to start with that awareness and consciousness. And that starts by allowing the emotion, feel it and follow it. See where it goes. See what belief following that feeling brings up for you. And I'm going to suggest that you start by writing it all down. Keep a journal, start to notice themes and things that show up for you and see how this is manifesting in your life. When we get to how to start creating a belief that's true, I'll give you a little sneak peek that it has, to me, it feels like you're creating a story or a character who believes the things that will help you to achieve the things that you want in life. Little known fact about me, maybe some of you already know this if you know me from old times, I started in theater. (laughs) Why is that funny to me? Why am I laughing about that? I started in theater. And one of the things that I really enjoyed in theater was building a character, defining every single thing about her, what she looked like, how she walked, how she moved, her backstory, and creating all of that. And that is an option that's open to you. You can look at your life story and you can retell the story and you can create the character of you, how you want to be and how you want to believe. So like I said, we'll go into that in a little bit more detail as time moves on Um, in a later podcast, maybe next week. I have a plan for next week, but we'll have to see if I'm able to get it all together before Christmas. Anyway, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday and I want you to know that you are loved and you matter no matter who you are or where you are in your story. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know, it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. But seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much and see you next time. When I'm walking.